This is a HeadGum Original. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. I am so excited and I refuse to hide it. I, you're listening to the one and only RuPaul's Drag Race recap podcast in the whole fucking world. What a treat for your stupid little ears. <laughs> Why am I negging? <laughs> I'm Mono Gapian. I am so overjoyed to be joined by drag superstar, stunning makeup Alina. I mean, truly, truly, truly. Her makeup, I it, it really is. I I'm gonna say top three makeup I have ever personally seen in wow. in the drag space. I am <laughs> the versatility. It's creme fatale. Hi, I don't hey. disagree with that intro. <laughs> I'm glad you don't, because then we would have a fight. Then we would start fighting. Well, I like how you started off like introing, bullying people listening to your podcast and continuing to listen, you which fucking, I'm on board with. Yeah, you fucking bugs. <laughs> listen to my fucking drag opinions. Put it in your stupid little ears. <laughs> Graham, I, I know of you through the Instagram and other internet applications. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me more about your journey into drag. I, I mean, it's, I'm just so curious. What, what brought you to drag? Um, mostly I like to say like, uh, power hungry, creative, uh, <laughs> control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I said this on like a few different like interviews and things before, but like, I really wanted to like branch out and do things, but I was like, you know, I grew up like a chubby Latina that mm-hmm. had a lot of like body issues and issues expressing themselves mm-hmm. and kind of forcing myself to do like theater school. And I went to, um, theater school after college to like kind of do like an immersion therapy for myself where like I was forced to like put myself out there mm-hmm. and then like discovering you know I love performing but I still feel really awkward like within myself and I also hate listening to direction uh-huh. <laughs> and I need creative control I need to be able to like control how I look how I sound how I portray a character and like you know when you do acting stuff you don't get to control much of that because the director True. you know everybody around you is like forcing you to do different things um and then I discovered drag and I was well I didn't really discover I already knew of it because I grew up mm-hmm. you know in the 90s with RuPaul I knew who RuPaul was mm-hmm. since I was born mm-hmm. um so I just didn't know if like women could do that, looked it up. And I was like, wait, I'm in San Francisco. San Francisco is like the epicenter of like women who have been doing drag for like mm-hmm. decades. I can actually do this. Um, and then started doing it and it allowing myself to become a different character physically um, really like was the thing that like changed my whole life and like brought me out of my shell. And it's been wow. almost 10 years. It's 10 years next year. I relate to so much of what you're saying, um, being chubby brown, Middle Eastern myself, but 
I feel, I just, everything you're saying about your journey, I relate to. And I, you know, I, I do some crunchy drag and I, what I'm experimenting with and trying to overcome is I have a fear. I have a fear of losing touch with reality. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or like there's some part of entering drag that scares me because like I have to feel Mm -hmm. And I think being a fun little damaged queer kid, whatever, Mm -hmm. it it taught me to run away from feelings because feelings, you know, so like Mm -hmm. that's, it's interesting. Did you, did you have to overcome that fear of feeling? It was definitely like a whole like feeling of like shame for me. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when you grow up a little like chubbier, you're like, you feel a lot of shame about your own body, whether or Mm -hmm. not like it's your own family, like my parents and stuff like didn't enforce that but like outside family you know how like you, you, families could be like oh like they give you nicknames that like mean chubby like those kind oh, of things and, like absolutely. people bring it up all the time and it's like it's supposed to be a loving way but it really like fills you with a lot of like self-consciousness absolutely and when it was like especially like me as a woman like seeing <laughs> big like fat drag queens like mm-hmm. being incredible like women dressing however they want and being confident like that gave me the confidence to be like wait a minute I look fine (laughs) like I can do whatever I want actually and like subscribing to a totally different narrative of what physicality and beauty is versus like what I had been brought up with in like our American like pop culture which is just like thin you know it was like I grew oh up in like God. the Y2K era, so it was yeah. like very like it was just thin. Low rise jeans, like That's skinny, it. skinny, like ass wasn't even in yet. It was it was ass was in, but not to the extent that it was now. Like no, yeah. the asses that were celebrated back then compared to the ones now. It's like, uh-uh. wait, where is the booty? Like <laughs> it's right. like, you know, like even toxic kind of shows like The Swan. Like toxic shows like The Swan. I the watched whole- it when I was Me too. Like, a child. Me too. <laughs> but even back then, oh, horrible. <laughs> the horrible things they say to these women and they're just oh like, you're a witch. So we're going to make you not a witch. Um, and yeah, like truly. back then too, the body plan was biggest tits possible. And mm-hmm. there was no focus on any other body part because it was the early aughts where it was just like, no, just be skinny with giant tits. That's all yeah, we want. A cake pop essentially. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Starbucks. Um, <laughs> I really relate to that. Yeah, 100%. Yes, thickness, beauty. And, you know, I just want to remind, you know, thick. I, I also was around family members, like, who were just like, oh, you're still fat. Why? Yeah. Why? Why are you still fat? Oh, hey, chubby. Yeah, they're just like, and they like, it's so casual in some of some cultures, Greek and Middle Eastern, it's very casual. They're like, you yeah, should, you should not too. be that. You should uh-huh. think about not being that. And you're like, awesome. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. It's like um, a very loving, quote unquote, way, but like you're like, mm, doesn't feel good to be called fat. Yeah. And cool. just to add some more self love, you know, when you see people who have absorbed negative uh, self image messages and they try so hard to change themselves, mm-hmm. they genuinely become less beautiful because you can tell. They're trying to make their body do something their body doesn't want to do. Literally miserable energy. Yeah. Totally. It's not good. It's not good. It's tough. I do have an issue though. I have a bone to pick with you. Oh, please call me out. Being a Latina woman, your comments 
about Tahine in the last episode. <laughs> they were borderline racist. Honestly. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're saying because I, I don't I don't endorse putting tahine on fruit. You said but fruit be fruit, and I was like, excuse me, is this the 2016 election again? <laughs> I- <laughs> oh my god! Like it's like lower the border on your fruit. What the fuck is wrong with me? Honestly, first off, you don't like a little salty and sweet. Action. It's so good. I'm obsessed with Jada's tahini usage because as a kid, I was also just like literally just eating tahini by itself. Like it's really I would put it it in like a little a little bowl thing and then just like put my tongue in there and like (laughs) it's a little spice. I just like love I still have it. I have like the Costco size like tahini. So I am Jada solidarity. With the oh, coffee. I love it. Well, I used to do that with the Arabic tahin, which is zatar. If you've ever had that, it's just like it. a spice mix. Um, but yeah, I, I need to change my ways because this it. is, it's good. It's good on carrots too. I and actually like do kind of like it on mango. I kind of like it on mango. Kind of. Yeah. It's, but I, <laughs> it's incredible. Just say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I am. Yeah, I am that. Uh, I am the problematic, like um, homophobic jock who's like clearly in love with his like teammate. Yeah. And I'm like fighting <laughs> the inevitable love I have for it. <laughs> Something. Just give Get in. off of me. Yeah, I need to give in to Tahine for time. I mean, nobody ever says anything about peanut butter and apples being a thing. Right. Peanut That's... butter and tahine. Wait, really? I mean, not peanut butter and tahine. Apples and tahine. <laughs> okay, that. Peanut okay. butter and tahine is a little weird. That I will say. Don't. I don't. I don't think that'd be good. You don't. You don't. You don't endorse. Okay. Okay. No, no. Okay. Apples and tahine. Very and then people good. are going to come and try to cancel you. The pe- the the tahine well, and peanut butter people. You know. Listen. After this, I'm going to try it. Let's, I'll let yeah. you know how it goes. There might be something <laughs> there. There might be. Do, um. Do you put it on the sweet, like on like gummy stuff too? I know I've that's tried big. it on the gummy stuff. Yeah, I've done that myself. It's like very tart. Yeah. Yeah. It, I love sour. I love anything that makes my mouth water. I'm like a vinegar like based thing addict. Like I love like a tart sour flavor, but that even was like making my mouth pucker to the point that it was like hurting. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't like it. <laughs> It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of flavor. Before I, we're going to say this multiple times, but let's go ahead and plug. Where can we come support you and where can we throw you a tip, Krem? Oh my gosh. Instagram at Krem Patel, TikTok at Krem Patel, my Twitter uh, at, it's at Patel underscore Krem because they, (laughs) they deleted my account. Oh God. What? At like 30,000 or 40,000 followers. I know because I posted one video with Carly Rae Jepsen music and they came for me and destroyed my life. Yeah. And then I did the whole like Twitter, like email them thing. And then they were like, oh, we don't know anything about that. Sorry. And I was like, yeah, you uh, do. You disabled my account anyway. Yes, you fucking do. You do. Venmo at Krem Patel, if you feel like it. Um, I right. also have um, Etsy Krem Patel merch <gasps> where I have lots of amazing merch. And I have merch on Drag Queen merch too. So Amazing. We're going to put all those links in the pod description below. Yes. Yes. Hell I'm yeah. just like. So distracted by Jada's like spiked look from last week. It's so fucking good. The makeup and the hair. It's incredible. Insane. Like I can't get over it. Truly. As somebody who does like multicolor faces all the time. Yeah. That it just looked 
I just can't even. I That's can't a hard thing it. to do. Gorgeous. Yeah. It's insanely gorgeous. She nailed it. I'm like falling in love with her even more this yeah. season because She's I feel like watching her season like mm-hmm. you get her and you're like, oh yeah, I love her. She's great. And then she's just so fun and goofy and cute. I mean, her runways, I'm going to look, everyone's doing great, but I would say cumulatively, she might have the best batting average on the runway. Yeah. Her and Raja. Yeah. I'm obsessed. Yeah, I'm here for that. I'm obsessed with Raja's looks this season. Like I, I would wear everything that she's worn on yeah. the runway. How do you feel about some of the online boot controversies, you know, of, of her looks getting booted and, and then the gays saying, we will burn this building down? Listen, I kind of agree. <laughs> okay, work. <laughs> I kind of agree with burning the building down a little bit. I just, I just find it funny a little bit that like queens that have very specific body conscious, thin, mm-hmm. very similar skinny silhouettes are booting things that are not a Uh form-fitting silhouette Uh I just like listen I like to take up space I like to be a blob I like hips that are not shapes I like you know I love a good like body conscious like little look but I love like unusual shapes and clothing and that Raj has been bringing so much of that like energy it's not just like a tight like body fitting Mm -hmm. like gown situation it's just like real fashionable shapes drapery like things and I'm just like why is this being booted it's so good it's like yeah it just looks so she makes it look so easy yeah like I don't get it she's incredible I know she's gone on first of all she's 47 and she looks so fucking amazing and I know she's gone on record saying like girl I am not I I am expressing myself in a different way now I'm not gonna be just naked because mm-hmm. hello, I this is a new expression of drag. I'm trying to be as comfortable and as expressive as I can be in drag. And it's not going to be me just wearing skin tight stuff anymore. Sorry. Even though she totally could. She's, she's still so totally good. Could. But this like the shape, it just looks like it's effortless. It looks effortless, but there, it's not. We know it's not because right. she's obviously putting so much thought into it. But the way that everything just drapes on her body is... Uh perfection i think the boots are unwarranted like you know obviously they're doing it to cause a little a little stir a little drums they're causing the drama and that's fun yeah but come on she's somebody where it makes sense (laughs) innovative and i love that raja agree i love i mean jinx look jinx (laughs) is one of the most talented queens in the world but she's very she's she's quite bootable amongst this cast oh she looks really great for her yes uh, I genuinely yeah. am here for that. And yeah. um, I was also going to say, yeah, I don't know. Raja's wild. And she really is about what she says she is, where she's like mixing weird. She like mixes a, a traffic cone and a napkin and a, a sandwich to make something new, completely new and weird. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, how I'm are you enjoying? I am here for it. How are you enjoying the season as a whole? Oh my God, I'm having probably the most fun I've had watching Drag Race since like All Stars 2. Yeah. Like, yeah. I haven't felt this like, I, I like love the show obviously like for a long time, but like I haven't felt this type of like joy watching it for mm-hmm. such a long time. And this like really like, this is making me fall in love with the show all over again. Mm-hmm. Like full disclosure, I haven't even caught up to any of the seasons like 
I'm finishing 12 now. So I haven't watched, okay, 13, I haven't watched 14. I haven't watched any of the internationals yet just because it was so much that I was like so overwhelmed. Much. I was like, I'm trying to catch up. So I, I will get there. But I was well, like so overwhelmed with so many franchises. Girl. Yeah, you will. You are buried. Like we are all buried in drag <laughs> content. So I don't know if you ever will fully catch up because as soon as you think you one caught day. up, it'll be another one. Drag yeah. Race Luxembourg <laughs> just pops up, and it's like now all episodes streaming. Go watch it now. Yeah, and it's like especially for drag queens. Like, how are we supposed to like do drag and like mm-hmm. have our jobs and like keep up with like eighty seven seasons of Drag Race? It's so hard. Um, Which queen? You go so ahead. Fun. Oh, it's so fun. Like, so fun. Which queen here are you the most? Okay, let's let's say you're in the workroom. What queen are you the most intimidated by, or <laughs> do you want to block the most? Jinx. Yeah, <laughs> she's she, so. She's the answer. <laughs> she's so funny. She's so. There's funny. just like no, and watching her this season is so much fun because her first season was so hard to watch. Yeah. It, it was so hard to watch because of, you know, everything that was going on. And obviously, like, that's resolved between the queens now and they're all, like, friends, blah, blah, blah. But that season was really hard to watch for such, like, the whole end half of that season that she was on. It was, like, really hard to watch because of all, like, you know, the bullying and the nagging and her spirit yeah. was, like, getting broken throughout the entire thing. And so it's interesting because so- that's when Drag Race wasn't, hmm, it's, it's definitely pre-social media Drag Race. Yeah, there was and not a whole lot of awareness yeah, <laughs> of how things I, would be perceived later, which I miss. I miss. I do, too. I part miss it like, greatly. Yeah, part of the reason that I fell out with Drag Race in the first place is like I started to notice like a lot of the queens would mention like how they would be perceived after the season mm-hmm. and it was like ruining the the fantasy for me almost of the yeah. competition is like being too focused on what and how they would be perceived on social media once filming was over and what hashtags they could create and what their catchphrases would be it was yeah. just like getting they were overproducing themselves it started and with it season like, seven, in my opinion, where people like came in locked and loaded with catchphrases. I was like, oh, God. Listen, season seven is one of my favorite seasons because it's such a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Shakes Queer Challenge is my favorite challenge of all time. I mean, I can watch I'm the real prima donna, <laughs> Miss Lakeisha Quiana. Um, yeah, it is a while. I love train wrecks. So, yes, I will yes. watch. I love it. But yeah, the overproducing, I think I noticed it like more and more like, I would say like season 10, it became really obvious, like mm-hmm. really, really obvious. Um, and then from then I just got like out of control, but I'm getting back into it. But this season just feels like they've already won. They've got nothing to lose. Like regardless yeah. of whether or not they don't win, they're already winners and that nothing's ever going to take that away from them. So they're kind of coming in here with like, I just want to show how much I've grown since my season. I want to like show off all these things that I didn't get to do in my season because I was being maybe held back by people that weren't as talented Mm -hmm. um, in these challenges. And now they get to just like have fun. There's like no risk. There's risk, but there's almost like no risk, you know? So they're just like having fun. And it's like, the energy is really light. I feel like. Yeah. It's been really interesting, and like no one, uh, they're just there's the it's it, it's introducing a new kind of drag race narrative, like you're saying, because it's like it's there's not there's not about who's shitting the bed, 
mm-hmm. really no one's shitting the bed. It's just the weird thing of like someone got an A plus 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 yeah. over the other A's this week. Yeah, exactly. It's fascinating. I'm almost like curious, like what it would be like if they had a drag race season with like newcomers that was like this, okay. as opposed to like getting yes. rid of them. Yes. I just feel like it would be like, I don't know. I feel like it'd be almost better because <laughs> they yeah. would be able to actually like fully express themselves without the fear of like humiliation. And I've like, pitched this before of like, you're saying almost like a drag race where they can't bring anything or they're new to drag. I'll, I'll like, you know what I mean? Is it all of the above? No, like a drag race season where they like cast it normally but nobody like goes home and nobody Uh gets eliminated so they don't have the fear of like going home so they don't have that like added pressure and they're just there to show off the talents that they do have Uh because so often like we see people get eliminated for things that they're not necessarily good at which Mm -hmm. is like I guess the point of the show but like it's just so much fun to see like people interact and show off talents with like no pressure of like being humiliated by the way i love this like we're watching this right now this like jada and her little xylophone looking like a little goblin i just it's so funny so funny and another source of controversy because uh you know vivian got the assist with the xylophone last week Uh uh-huh uh that some people are saying was like what you what you can't have a sister hand you a prop um, you can if you thought of it. I think you it. can. Yeah. I mean, right. it's like Alaska pulling that like American flag out of her leg on her. Like, totally. Remember, like. Oh yeah. You can do stuff. I guess you just have to like think of it. If you, nobody else has thought of it, then that's the right. problem. Yeah. Yeah, we've we we've had many a prop. This is the first time I guess we've had an assist on a prop, but it's 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 you still brought the damn thing to do the gig. I yeah. I think. And then it's up to Rue if she likes it or not. Because it's yeah, it could sometimes fail. a prop fails. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and like, eh, I don't care about flop. that. Like in All Stars 4, which it made me laugh, but like when Trinity did like the old lady drag, like floppy tit old lady drag for like one of the lip syncs. Oh, for the lip syncs, yeah. Yeah, it was like her versus Latrice. And it, she didn't win, you know, they didn't yeah. like it. Um, which not to say that you can take a risk and sometimes you just have to accept the consequence. Mm-hmm. Shangela in the fat suit. Like, <laughs> but I think she, yeah. What do we think about that? Was that body shamey or, or good fun? I just think it, it wasn't even like, if it was body shamey and like funnier, it would have been mm-hmm. fine, but it was like body shamey and like not funny. I think that mm-hmm. was the issue. That's <laughs> like, the issue. I can laugh at a little body shaming, having right. through it myself, but like it has to be funny. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got, we have to laugh at our trauma. Um, yeah. Well, we're going to get into this main challenge and the drama of the two star, win a star, give a star thing. Mm-hmm. But first, silence, creme. I feel like taking a break. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for 
my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code headgum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with earning. Come on, y'all. We've all been there. We want to spend a little bit of extra dough on a big night out or a last minute gift for like your boo. Sometimes money just can be, uh, dare I say, complicated. Well, worry not because earning helps you get your money today as opposed to later. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know, wake up because earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. You can get up to $100 per day or 750 bucks per pay period. Earning is used by over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability. So why don't you go ahead and download earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Drag Her Under Podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's Drag Her Under Podcast. Get some extra dough. Have a little fun. And don't wait for your employer to give you your money, honey. Earning is subject to your available earnings location, daily max, and pay period max. See earning.com slash TOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Bring back my break. Okay, we're back with Krem. I want to, before we dig right back into this episode, I have to ask Krem. Are you, do you have any interest or passion in attempting to be on the Drag Race TV show? Well, full disclosure, I have applied in the past. Uh-huh. This is pre-season 10, so I applied uh-huh. maybe twice. Uh-huh. And glad I did not get on, but also I would have, I think, fit in better in one of the past casts mm-hmm. with my drag style because I feel like since that time, there's been a lot of similar styles on there. Okay. I've like started later. Mm-hmm. Not that I have a totally unique style, but like, you know, um, you know, drag styles get regurgitated. And I feel like what I mm-hmm. do may not be as fresh as what they're looking for anymore because they have a solidified character that is you a certain think? way. But I don't know. We'll see. the The contract, the new contract, scares me. So sure, that's. I, I just like. I mean, I started drag because I wanted to have total creative ownership, and like 
doesn't seem like you have that with the new contract. And it that's sure doesn't. what prevented me from applying any further. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that's it up smart. A they loosen it up a little. I'm not, I don't want to be attached to a character for 10 years and then sell it to a company that I have no control over. So. Yeah. It's <laughs> incredibly wise of you to protect your investment, your art in that way. And mm-hmm. yeah, it is, it is, it is tough that, um, it is tough that there's, um, there's such a, such a severe contract, you know? It's like a catch 22 almost because in drag, like you have to, it's like people anticipate that you're only doing drag these days to get on the show in the first place. It's mm-hmm. that's like the base of like, not what people who do drag do, but people who are drag race fans, people who are drag fans in general, they think that the end goal for every single drag artist was to be on drag race. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like part of the issue because they think that we're only doing this to get on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them, and I have had people actually literally tell me, dozens of people that they're only following me because I'm going to be on drag race one day. And I'm like, okay, what? so who told you that? Because I have not applied in who like you? four years, uh-huh. like literal people like saying like they're waiting for me to get on drag race. It's like very, like lots of people that follow me and don't support me and like merch buying or show up to the shows because they're mm-hmm. waiting for me to be on drag race first so that they can say that they follow That's me beforehand. So it's like this entire, like really weird, super like, messed up way to look at supporting artists because a lot of people only support artists that have been on the show um yes you know as a drag queen as a character that's been doing this for like 10 years i have goals i have dreams and aspirations and not a lot of them are being on the show but it part of me is like really scared because it's like such a risk when you're not on the show to do all these endeavors and like not know if people are going to support you because you haven't been on tv so right. it's, a, it's a total like conundrum. I don't know. Uh, it is a conundrum because like they, they are controlling a, such a gigantic queer stage. Yeah. Um, but I think as the drag, as drag grows in popularity and other TV shows pop up, I, 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 I mean, you don't need TV to be successful. Clearly you already have so many followers, um, but it's very foolish that like drag <laughs> fans are, what, what 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 capital do they have in following you before you get on X show? Like, I don't even understand. Mm, I don't know. Just to it's say, just to have like a Reddit. <laughs> just to be yeah. on Reddit and be like, she hasn't posted in three months. And I'm like, it's because I moved, babe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you um, watch when we had our first AFAB queen, Miss Victoria Scone, on the UK season? I did not um, okay. because I haven't caught up yet, like I said, okay. on all the seasons. But I was like watching the little clips and stuff and saw that it was like uh, a mixed reception. Like people that like actually yeah. watched her on the show, like really loved her. And then people like also just hated her because she was a woman, which is not a surprise. Right. Uh, and like, like, you know, oh, somebody, great. Misogyny. I mean, what a shock. Uh, kudos to her for taking the brunt of it, because whoever was the first woman on the franchise was going to be like, was going to take a massive hit. Mm-hmm. And part of part of me did not want that to be me. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Victoria Scone, for taking the the brunt of most of it. But I feel like even even then, so the first woman on, if ever, on the American version of Drag Race is still going to uh, not have a very fun time. Um, and I yeah. feel like since since that you know stuff, like if that were ever to be me, I don't think I would care as much because I don't really have much to lose. I mean, you want to talk, we were already talking about pain and um, a new fun thing I'm confronting is sometimes pain is just pain. 
Pain doesn't have to be anxiety. It doesn't have to be stress. It doesn't have to be self-judgment. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, you, you like stub your toe on the damn bed. It doesn't have to become uh, like, it, it's like very Buddhist. I'm like trying to wrap my brain around it. My therapist mm-hmm. is helping me through this, but um, trying to confront the fact that just, be, you know, experiencing pain does not have to then control other parts of your well-being. Yeah, totally. I feel like yeah. now that I've like gotten older and grown in my drag character, I don't really care about criticism as much. Yeah. Um, like full disclosure, like young people listening to this, but I just turned 30. Work. Um, and fall. So I'm just like in my new era of like being 30 and hot and rich. So like <laughs> I'm like in my like new era of like I have a really well-paying job. I have a beautiful yeah. apartment. I'm married. Like I'm in this like totally Fuck other yeah. zone. Like if I were on like drag race, let's say in my like earlier 20s where I was like broke and lonely and like mm-hmm. you know, then a totally different space where I was like struggling that I would have taken that criticism like really hard, but like having this personal success in my life outside of drag gives Mm -hmm. me a little bit more of that like confidence to be like, if I were to go on that show, if I were to receive criticism from anybody, if I do receive criticism now, it doesn't really affect me because like, what does that have to do with my everyday life? I'm doing fine, babe. (laughs) Totally, babe. It's like, and babe, if, if Raja Gemini is getting booted, you know, yeah, like what hope is there? I mean, <laughs> right. It's like you might as well. It's inevitable. <laughs> yeah, Critiques, it's inevitable. Uh, in any, yeah, it's inevitable. So you might as well, you, you might as well put your shit out there anyways. It doesn't matter. I mean, I really like, I've been doing like this series because I've, I just moved and I've been like redoing my whole like, you know, mm-hmm. space and apartment. And this is like just the peak into like what is beginning to be my drag room it's now. It's stunning. I wish y'all could see Thank it. Yeah. There's like a huge banner of me behind me. Um. You look great. <laughs> and there's a lot of gorgeous hair. There's lighting kits. It's everything you want. Yeah. Lots of amazing wigs by Tips, who's been doing a lot of uh, Jinx's wigs this season. <gasps> That's, That's wigs drag mom. by Tips. Wigs okay. By tips, made by my drag mother, time of Cisco. I plug her every chance that I get and I regret it now because she doesn't have time to do my wigs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just texted her. I was like, do you have time to do wigs for me? She's like, sorry, I have drag race girls for the next month. And I was like, ah. Damn. Um, but yeah, it's just like, uh, I posted, I've been doing like, you know, rating looks from my past and somebody commented like, they all look the same to me. And I was like, it's called having a character, babe. <laughs> Girl. It it what would we there was another recent Drag Race season where it's oh in fact it was Drag Race España this isn't a spoiler but someone was like they were like you do the same drag every time and then this ooh this bitch who is so fierce she was like it's called consistency babe yeah it's called consistency and yep. she in fact because you know Spain she was like when paella has rice every time you don't say oh I wish there wasn't rice you say it's paella it needs rice every time oh my god yes exactly. Exactly. I love that. Uh, I love her. Yeah, she was a fucking fierce trans uh, queen from that season who took no prisoners. And it was so fun to, again, like we're saying, like, see this um, evolving current on trans femme AFAB queens versus the classically gay male dominated drag world. Mm -hmm. Change is coming, baby. It's I mean, here. and they're sweeping the rug. I mean, they're sweeping up the competition. A hundred percent. That's what they were afraid of this whole time. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Pay, girl, uh, uh, sit your patriarchy down and shut the fuck up, bitch. You know? <laughs> exactly. 
So we're talking draguation speeches. I'll go ahead and scrub towards those draguation speeches. We can give our opinions on it. What do you think of this challenge as a whole? I thought it was pretty cute. Um, I think that the, I mean, obviously the majority, a huge majority of like drag race viewers are like younger high school age children mm-hmm. or young adults, mm-hmm. um, college kids. So I think something like this is actually kind of meaningful because they're getting like these inspirational words that are like, yeah, sprinkled with like humor, but actually speak to the audience that's watching it and at any yeah. age really, but like specifically for those young impressionable youths that this is like Uh really something that can actually give them a little bit of confidence. I agree. I, and I'm at first I was like, Oh, just be funnier. Um, and then I, I calmed my ass down and I was like, no, these are, they did a really good job. Like, I really need that. Even the advice of fuck a lot. I was like, that's good advice. That is is great advice. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I think they did a pretty amazing job. I, for my taste, I'm going to love the funnier queens a little bit more, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Uh, some people, you know, no, no. Once again, no one did bad. Yeah, totally. I think like Raja's character of the cult leader, when she said that in the workroom, I was like, yes, absolutely. 100%. Like I'm obsessed <laughs> with cults and like what causes them cult leaders. Like I do a lot of like podcast research, reading like cults. into cults. Like I'm obsessed. Like the way that people are obsessed with true crime. That's yes. me, but with like cults because I like, you know, love it. And I was like, this is like actually perfect. Like who better than to deliver a commencement speech than a cult leader who has like, Ooh. And, yeah, it's so it Mary so fuck bad. kill these cults. Mary fuck kill. Uh, uh, Rajneeshis, Heaven's Gate and Nexium. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Kill Nexium because <laughs> so it's just like up. not, it's like fucked up, but also like there wasn't, it's not high level babe like it was just a simple operation like do better like be more manipulative like do something better it Uh just like wasn't interesting enough um mary heaven's gate because that was the first cult that i ever learned about Uh uh-huh i remember the news i remember the news yes and i was like a little kid and that like like the image of like all the sneakers and the beds like Mm -hmm. made such an impression on me like a yeah (laughs) it was like what And I think that's, you know, that's where it all stands from. And you could go to their little weird website. I remember that, like going to their website and being like, And it still exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Um, and then, you know, fuck Rajanishi. So. Yeah, they fucked a lot too. So that's they perfect. Did, they so love. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, oh my God. That footage of them just being like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Oof, it's insane. So Monet did a cute job balancing it. She puts herself first. Of course, uh-huh. there's some drama with the order of it all, but um, mm-hmm. she does good at opening the show. So I, act- yeah. I, I think opening the show is fun personally. Yeah, I think opening the show is really fun. I think it puts less pressure on you actually to go first mm-hmm. um, because by the end of it, people will have mostly forgotten you if you were bad anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But she did fine. It wasn't like totally memorable for me. It wasn't. I loved the look that she had. Um, it was just overall like a good, it was solid, but it, like comparison to like everybody else's. Yeah. I would definitely, um, if I, if I was there, I would have been like, just punch a little bit more, a few more jokes harder. And cause yeah, like some of the I'm jokes they love. Yeah. Yeah. They were just very bottom, bottom barrel fisting mm-hmm. gay bar jokes. And I was like, you can do better Monet. You're funnier than that. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of um, what everybody else tended to have in their speeches was a little mm-hmm. bit of a sentimental, uh, you know, aspect to them. And I 
found that hers didn't really have uh, one as much. Whereas yeah. like Trinity's speech, which was like funny and like the way that she delivers comedy, the part mm-hmm. about her like quitting school to like um, yeah. take care of her grandparent was like, so like I was tearing up and I was and. like, oh, it's so it's so cute. And then she added like the little humor into it. And I'm not normally a huge like Trinity's humor same, fan. Same, 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 like her, same. her brand of funny isn't like, it doesn't, you know, super right. to me, but I thought that was really cute and really sentimental uh, yeah, and like made a big impact. Yeah. It's very I'm plastic. Might as well, uh, might as well let your kids slide down me. I'm a, I'm a slide. I'm Trinity. Um, <laughs> I, it is just my goal to impersonate Trinity every week, no matter what, no matter how good. bad it is. <laughs> um, there has to be a new usage of plastic. Um, my mom is a Trinity fan. My actual birth mother, and I'm talking my mother mother, uh-huh. is a huge Trinity fan. So I think she's, she's loving it. <laughs> she is a conundrum to me because she is good at Drag Race. She is doing good. Mm-hmm. But I agree. I'm like, I, I just don't want her to win. And that's, it's not, I just don't want her to win. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, Shay did a great job balancing it all Um, (laughs) I'm trying to remember what sentimental sweet thing she did but she had some great jokes oh my god just calling out John Hughes films for having no black people yeah that was was the best part that was like the funniest part I screamed yeah I scrumped yeah and and it's so her (laughs) point of view comedically you know it's like it gives you that that authenticity as well as just a hard joke Mm-hmm. Love, 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 love. Okay, I guess next is next. Who's our next evil witch after Trinter T? We have, of course, Miss Raja. I thought Raja's character choice was really funny. I didn't quite think her speech was like as funny. Mm-hmm. I feel like her delivery could have been punched up way more. Mm-hmm. There were a few times she-, she was in her cards too much. It was like, get out of the cards. Yeah, I feel like she needed to be a little bit more like uh, goofy to deliver the character a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like she was like kind of like halfway there, but like it seemed like she was like in her head about how to deliver it more than she was in the moment of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I like the choice. I like the choice too. She's not a. She's always. She's so. She's so genuinely unafraid to fuck up or mm-hmm. try something weird for her. Um, and, and you know, RuPaul loves that because RuPaul mm-hmm. loves someone who is so willing to look dumb mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> she did it. I definitely liked some of her jokes. I, I thought the, the list, um, you know, just the list of it all. It was like, that's a smart, easy joke delivery system yeah. to be like, here are five pieces of information. I was like, okay, okay. I like this. Yeah, but she was wasn't my top two. She was so yeah. close, but she wouldn't be my top two if I was there. Yeah, I don't think I don't so. Know. I don't know. It's tough, but I'm like happy she won because I'm like, Raja needs to win something because I would have given her Snatch Game. Oh, I would have given her Snatch Game 100%. I, yeah. thought, she, I thought she was going to be in the top and I am still resentful. <laughs> she would have won the ball too had I, I have I a way know. to make her... Uh, uh, Olivia John Newton, Waters. John Waters, Talk and she had like done no wig mm-hmm. and done the slick back, like kind of bald looking hair, uh-huh. and then obviously made the mustache thicker. I think it would have worked. 
I don't even think yeah. it was like about the outfit or like the quality of it or how it looked. That that would have been fine because that's what the outfit in Greece looked like. But mm-hmm. if she had done like a bald illusion, like with the mm-hmm. receding hair, like John Waters actually looks like. Totally. And I think that would have like totally brought it, especially with like the feminine silhouette. Yes. And, the and everything. But if she had like the bald head with the, yes. you know, receding hairline and like obviously the thicker mustache so it could identify it. That would that's have brought her over the pitch. edge. I agree. Yeah. That's a great pitch. And it also is just like that funny. It's funny and uncanny uh-huh. to see John Waters head on a feminine shape. Yeah. I think that would have like taken her to the top and she would have had two stars by now if she had one such game too. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Uh, we have, we have Miss Jada next. Jada's, uh, not, not the best at this challenge. Well, but- she made me cry laugh. Yeah. In one portion where she says, like, you're all alive and this would be really awkward if you weren't <laughs> or something like that. And that was just like the way that she delivers like little clips like that, that are uh-huh. like so dumb, but so cute and like funny and like unexpected. I was just like, it just threw me off. And I was just like, yeah, I didn't even do the rest a- of her speech because I was still caught up on that line. <laughs> it was a good use of look over there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was into that, but, um, you know, not that it matters, but like, yeah, it wasn't, it was, it was probably one of my least favorites again, still yeah. totally good, totally cute. Just like mm-hmm. maybe not the strongest. Yeah. Not the strongest. I really Miss like, Evie. yes, I really love the pratfall and like the dropping all of the cards mm-hmm. and she definitely does get points for like doing it without the cards and actually remembering the speech. Right. Um, yeah. I think. I mean, obviously nobody else like really did that. And she really like took it to heart. And, and it her- could have been edited out, but I wanted her to then do a joke about like, thank you. And that's all, that is my time here at the, gra- oh shit. You know, I kind of wanted a joke with the cards are out of, in the wrong order, but maybe yeah. there was there and it was edited out. Yeah. I thought it was really funny. I thought she did like really well in her, yeah. her like speech is definitely like a very, I mean, to everybody, it applies to everyone. It applies to like yes. literally every single person. Like you all have, I mean, we all have to like fail to find out what it is that we're good at. So yep. I thought she did a really good do- job of delivering funny and like sentimental. I did too. I was quite pleased. I thought she possibly could have been in the top three, two, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I thought she did really good. I like, yeah, the failure message was real. There were still great jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. And just like, oh, well, you'll see this, but on when Taraji P. Henson visits on a recent season, mm-hmm. she's very inspiring. And she says, all the no's got me here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a really, it's a really amazing thing to be like, damn, even someone as iconic as Taraji has heard a lot of no's in her career. Yeah, for sure. I think that, it's such a good message. She did really well. I just like, I honestly, I think she should have a star by now because she yeah. killed that uh, improv challenge as a mm-hmm. big dog wolf. I think she deserved, I think she did. You liked it. Yeah. It. I'm the only one who didn't like her improv. So I, I liked, I'm just saying that for the record. I mean, she stayed in the moment. She was in both of the sketches. She was mm-hmm. always on character. Like mm-hmm. she might have not had like the funniest quips, but she kept the momentum going in every single mm-hmm. one. And that's so hard to do when you that have to true. like you, it, everybody was relying on her to bring it forward. Cause if she fucked up, it would have messed up both the sketches and everybody would have been uh-huh. thrown off, but she didn't. And that's I think a very that good point. deserves props for that. That's a very good point. Yeah. Imagine if she had fucked up, it would have yeah. been going at all. 
for everybody. Right. That's like she, yeah, that's that the the team element, the team support aspect of improv, which is like you need that constant for mm-hmm. the joke to pop. You know, yeah. you need that kind of constant uh, mm-hmm. back and forth. Jinx. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean come on. Do we even have to say it? No. <laughs> she's, she's phenomenal. Phenomenal. She had this like story element, which was both truthful and hilarious. And then it became a runner and a callback and everything yeah. else. I mean, the way that she goes from like this, like really, she goes from like zero to a hundred and it makes me laugh every single time. Just mm-hmm. from the like talking like jinxy and to screaming about something. It's like oh. it, it, every time it gets me, it gets, I laugh every single time. It's like, the, really like, funny. Scream, like I got hit by a fucking car. Like I was yeah. like screaming, laughing. It was so <laughs> funny. She just knows she's, how to, she's, she knows how to deliver. Every she's time. incredible. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, like it is so fun to see her this season go from the unsure, but talented weirdo to the, confident alien that she is today which is just like I'm a freak and I love it (laughs) I mean I've been around her like working around here when I started Mm -hmm. doing drag actually oh cool I used to volunteer you know Peaches Christ yes this amazing show so I used to volunteer for Peaches Christ and you know hand out um what do you call it? Programs at the shows and stuff like that. So I would be around like Jinx pretty often because she would do PJ's Christ shows pretty often. And her talent in person is like incredible. Like her voice booms, which mm-hmm. is like, if you had watched her original season, she was so like, you know, meek and like, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of like torn down her in person. She is like a phenom, like just Ugh. the, an absolute superstar. Like I can't, can't. she's like the James Earl Jones drag. Like her presence and her voice are just like, she's insane. good at everything. She's yeah. good at writing, performing, singing, it's, roasting. It's insane. It's, she's so good. She was born to do drag. Absolutely. I love it. Oh, well, I forgot. We need to silence my dear. We need to take another break. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Are you seeing some triggering ads on social media? Stuff about summer bodies, stuff about the diet cleanse, stuff about trimming down. Fuck that noise. That stuff is triggering for me, and I assume it's triggering for someone else listening. That's why I use BetterHelp. BetterHelp allows me to get in touch with a licensed professional therapist who can help me recharge, who can help me de decrap my brain because those negative images and slogans can really creep in and give me negative body talk. You know what I mean? Any form of negative self-talk that is traumatic for me. And um, thankfully, I'm using these tools and being honest about them and articulating them in a way that takes the power away from them. If you're thinking about therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist and you can even switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. That's how I found my personal therapist. I found my sweet spot with BetterHelp. So go visit BetterHelp.com slash drag her today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash drag her. Go find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. 
Hi, listeners. Here to tell you about a very important organization called Al Otro Lado, which helps to reunify families which have been ripped apart due to our country's cruel border policies. As you know, since 2018, many people have been suffering through these policies, which have taken children away from their parents. And Al Otro Lado is working to reunify families. They've already reunified over 100 refugee families and they create legal and humanitarian support to refugees, deportees, and other migrants in the United States and Tijuana. We want you to get involved today. Help me support Al Otro Lado and donate today. You can find the link to donate to Al Otro Lado in the description of this episode below or go to gum.fm charity and donate today. You can also consider volunteering with the organization, which offers opportunities that are both in-person and virtual. The best way to get involved is by filling out an application on their website at alotrolado.org slash volunteer. That's A-L-O-T-R-O-L-A-D-O dot org slash volunteer. Bring back my break. We are almost done talking this challenge because we have our final contestant, the Vivian, coming as a drunk, hot, shitty mess. Okay, so again, I have not watched her season because I haven't watched the Uh YouTube season, but I've been really like impressed with her on this season. She's just so funny. I mean, like kind of like what was addressed in this episode, like the only real like competition she has, like you know, as far as improv and comedy is Jinx because she's the Mm -hmm. only one that can like touch her sphere of how great she is. A hundred percent. Yeah. Love their little comedy rivalry. It's hilarious and wild to watch. I want to see them like team up and do something together eventually after this because I feel like they work so well with each other. Oh my God. They're both so quick. They're so quick. They're so Speaking good. Speaking of Peaches Christ, Peaches, if you're listening, <laughs> the Vivian and Jinx, we need something with them together. Yes, that's a genius idea. I that don't know. Would I mean, be so good. what is it? Is it a Hocus Pocus? Like, <laughs> is it an unofficial Hocus Pocus sequel? You know is what they would be really good in? What? Beaches. <gasps> I live. Right? What if it was, oh my God, what if it was Romy and Michelle's funeral reunion? I mean. <laughs> I, they're incredible. And Vivian, okay, a drunk character can be corny. And oh, it's so overdone. And it can I was be corny like, and overdone. Funny. Yeah. I was and like, this, this was is not going to be funny. <laughs> fresh, funny, mm-hmm. stupid, perfectly performed, perfectly paced. It was, mm-hmm. it was everything. It was everything. I feel you like want. she remains just charismatic. And so, like, there's, she has such charisma. In the mm-hmm. way that she delivers things, that it's like not overused. It's not yes. overdone. It's like it feels fresh. Yeah. I and love. I like the fall. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. The fall was good. And the commitment of just like stay, just stay there. I like that she was like, I'm not moving until a producer drags me off. I love it. Oh, it's genius. And it's also an easy way to just keep that laugh going. Just Honestly, like, I wish she just, had gone in the middle and just stayed on the floor the whole time while other people uh, were delivering her speech. Genius. God, that would have been great. <laughs> that would have been incredible. Uh, well, now we're going to chirp and burp these runways, which the category is veils. I forget what, what how the rephrased phrased it. it. Veiled it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Nicole. Hi, Nicole Byer. Um... <laughs> Veiled it. I am so excited to chirp and burp these looks. If you like a look, you can chirp it, Creme. And if you're not feeling it, you can burp it. 
Okay. So let's talk Monet Exchange giving birds of a feather fuck together. I Don't kill me. I'm going to burp it just for uh-huh. the fact that the veil is not a veil. Mm. It was a little scarf that she took off and then walked the rest of the runway without it. Uh-huh. As a look on its own, if it was like a caged runway, amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think she looks fantastic. But mm-hmm. as far as adhering to the theme, I feel like it was a pretty poor job at adhering to the theme. Interesting. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Like, even if she just kept it on her face a little bit longer I was, as she was walking and then revealed it, I think yeah. I would have liked it a little more. Or had I, it been longer or like even attached to the cage mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. I, I'm still going to chirp it because I, I, I just kind of like the feathers of it. I like the heart shape. I like the, the wing hips. I just, I, I like it. And, um, for it once, you sh- yeah. it does look beautiful. Sometimes she has terrible, she picks a crazy shoe for her looks, which, but she picked a shoe that works <laughs> for me. I would chirp it personally. Listen, I'm, I'm a stickler for a theme, so yeah. It didn't suit my needs, but she uh, looks beautiful for a uh-huh. runway theme. Right. It left you saying, who the fuck is Feather? <laughs> <laughs> so next we have Shea Coulee doing an homage to her gardening grandmother in pleats, pleats, pleats. I mean, this really says like gardening grandma. Like I feel like grandma who gardens. Right. And like she lives in the Hamptons. Like she's rich. Just right. like herb garden that she tends Kind of to. like, not gray gardens, but hey, gardens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She did a great job. I loved it. I thought she looks amazing. The bracelets, I wasn't so fond of. I thought that they kind of detracted away from like the plates. Yeah. I wish she had just left it like flowy with, um, it was a little distracting. If she had just done like a regular bangle, I feel like it would have been fine. Um, I agree, because I'm already so thinking good. of how it was on another look. You know, it was on another look, and I'm yeah. kind of, it's distracting me. Yeah, I thought about that, too, and I was like, oh, wait, she wore this for this look. And then, it, yeah, it became a distractor. But other, overall, beautiful. Stunning, perfect. tailored, interesting, weird. She's clearly challenging herself. Like, because, mm-hmm. like, it feels like she's taking very weird risks this season. Yeah. Because she's already she's done elevating. so many amazing shit on this runway. Yeah, totally. I think she's definitely like elevated her look. This is like her vision. Mm-hmm. This look is also giving me a little Raja. She's like yes. the grandma, like Larry, flowy queen. It um, is. Of the season. And it, I don't know. It's just so good. I love it. It's really good. And the color combination shouldn't work, but it does. It's very chic. Yeah. Very chic. Chirp. I like, I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay. Trinity the Tuck. Giving roses. It gave me more cape <laughs> than mm-hmm. like veil or train. Mm-hmm. Like I would have liked to see something actually veiled over her face. Mm-hmm. So again, for like the theme, I'm going to burp it because mm-hmm. it just, it's coming out of her hair, but it should be over her face. Like the fact that nobody did like a veil and then the reveal like kind mm-hmm. of thing, like took it out of their face. Yeah. It just, it was fine. It's a Trinity look. It's such a Trinity look. I would probably still chirp it. I mean, and and again, Trinity is not my favorite in this competition, but (laughs) God damn it. She keeps showing up and doing amazing shit. Um, 
I have she to chirp it. She looks beautiful. She yeah. looks beautiful. Again, um, for the theme, I'm a burp it. Okay. I'm Trinity. I'm plastic. Keep me away <laughs> from toddlers under the age of three. They'll choke on me. Ha <laughs> ha. Um... <laughs> Why are you so good at this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Next, we have coming to the stage, Raja. I mean, I mean. Wow. Giving I mean, magazine cover. Chirp, 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 chirp. Isn't it fun that it also feels like kind of an America's Next Top Model wink, too? Very that. The hints of blue, the metallic blue on the shoe mm-hmm. and on the glove and like the little flex in the veil are just so genius. Uh, it just like draping. keeps it from being. I feel like if anybody else had done this look, then what they would have done like a black shoe and a black uh-huh. glove. And yeah. it would have been like, wah, wah, wah. You know what I, I mean? I totally agree. It would just have been flat. Yeah, it would have been totally flat. But she knows how to add these elements in to make things pop. And I thought it, it was just so good. And like usually like right in most in, in a lot of fashion convention, right? It's like black and blue. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then she said, guess what? It looks I mean, the the fact that it was like a metallic and a sparkle mm-hmm. kind of shine to it. It added because it had been had it been flat blue it would not have worked. Um, yes. I think it looks fantastic. And the fact that she actually has the structured looking <sighs> veil over her face as well. Like, <sighs> I mean, it's just so good. It's, it's so good. It's so good. It's so weird. And it's like, it. I don't even get the drapery. Like, the drapery is weird, yet but uh, giving us enough shape and cut out to give the silhouette still. Wow. I just love it. It's like, it's perfect. Let me see you boot that, Violet. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see what they say. Oh, such a chirp. Maybe a caca. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Jada giving the lady of Westminster. Um, I do love that. Winchester. Yeah, the Winchester mystery woman. <laughs> yes, Winchester mystery. What do you I think? really love this. It's giving like very Spanish, like mm-hmm. mansion ghosts, like creeping through the hall. Mm-hmm. I do wish that she had like a, another prop besides the fan. Uh-huh. Like, I would have loved to see her, because she mentioned, like, a woman, like, with a candelabra going through the halls. I would have liked to see her holding a candelabra with, mm. like, the candles, because that would have made the character even more. Um, I'm going to check yeah. it, because this is an incredible silhouette. Like, the Spanish-style, like, headpiece with the veil, the morning look. It's such a callback to, like, that era of fashion. And I'm obsessed with, like, old Spanish like Tudor and like revivals and like all that kind of like historical fashion and I think she Mm -hmm. nailed it with this one it's stunning it's gorgeous um it it looks wonderful 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 uh spooky but I agree yeah maybe there's another one other one little spooky touch could take it over the edge (laughs) um incredible definitely still a chirp beautiful ah Next, Miss Evie Audley. I thought this was stunning. I mean, just the amount of work for the beading for uh-huh. this and then the pattern. I thought it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's so intricate. You can tell this took a really, really long time to make. Yes. It just looks expensive. It looks expensive. It's giving me Sex in the City 2, North African moment, hold the problematic. <laughs> I, I I do love it. It's, it's really cool. Beautiful. It's so it's weird like, too. <laughs> it's so weird, but so I don't know, like fancier than I 
I'm used to seeing Evie look. Yeah. In a way, but like in a way that's totally her. She's giving totally. like expensive Evie. I love it. Totally. Yeah. Chirp, wow, chirp, wow, chirp. wow. Gotta chirp it. Gotta mm-hmm. chirp it. So fun and weird. All these different beadage all over the damn place. It's gorgeous. Gorge. Okay, Miss Jinx Monsoon. I am obsessed with the veil being mm-hmm. held up by the little butterflies. I mean, it's very Cinderella Sleeping Beauty. It's very something that I feel like I would do personally. <laughs> yeah, I could see so, that. You're kind of serving yeah. Snow White right now with your gorgeous makeup. Oh my God, I get that a lot out of drag. Yeah. It's like, um, do you know Snow White or the movie The Love Witch? And I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so cute. I don't know if the veil in the front of the face was as necessary because mm. you already have the veil in the back being held up by the butterflies. Right. But I feel like she co- she totally could have done without the one in the front. But otherwise, I love the look. I thought she looked amazing. Yeah, maybe a little rip. Maybe why not take it off? Let us see your gorgeous makeup. Yeah. Um, a reveal would have been cute if she would have like yeah. pulled that off, but... She had the one in the back already, so I don't think she needed the front one. It's quite tailored. You know, she is becoming the Bianca of this season where it's like, she's like, this is the dress I'm going to wear. Yeah. Um, it looks good on her. It's I, just, you know, she's, I don't, I don't know. No, it wasn't a surprise. It's still a chirp for me. Yeah, I think she looks great in it. I think the the color is really beautiful and it's different from what we've seen Jinx in because she tends to stick to like jewel tones, mm-hmm. I feel like. Oh my God. So the color is different. Her, seeing her in like a springy kind of look is different because she tends to go for like the Seattle girl dark, yes. <laughs> dark grungy colors. I uh, just realized it's giving me Daphne's wedding day. Oh my God, what? very that. Yeah. <laughs> See, now I like it even more. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jinkies. And finally, <laughs> the Vivian giving bondage bride. I thought this was fine. I thought it was fine too. I wasn't like, no pun intended, gagged. Ah. <laughs> um, I was not yeah. uh, ball gagged by this look, but totally. it was all right. It was all right. It left me strapped wanting a little <laughs> bit more. Um, it kind of it, reminded me of like this. It's like on the same vein as like her blue spike look. That yes. same kind of like fetishy, which is like fine to have like an, an aesthetic, but. It almost felt like a sister look to that versus like something different. Maybe because yeah. it was blue. I don't know. It was all right. It was okay. I'm going to be mean and burp it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't get, I don't get it. <laughs> I would have preferred like the veil not have been wrapped around her head like that. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It does kind of, she does kind of look like a fruit basket. <laughs> yeah. Like definitely like a gift that you don't want something that's being right yeah i just it's fine it's okay 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 it sounds like a chirp okay a murph murph. murph. yeah um and i think if she stayed i mean it was it made sense to me that like she could have been in the top two and then they weren't living maybe for this look god it already looks better Mm -hmm. with the thing off of her head it looks way better if she had done just a regular veil and just the ball gag Mm -hmm. it would have like probably been a burp for me i mean a chirp Perps. Yes, yeah. it would have taken it to that next level. Yeah. Well, we get our critiques, we get our kiki 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 keys, and we find out that, oh my God, I almost forgot, Miss Nancy Pelosi shows up. Oh my God. Sure, we, like, diva. 
Okay. We can move on. We can move um, on. Let's move we on. We can move on. We don't need to listen uh, to Nancy Pelosi talk about values that she's not upholding. Okay, let's go. Woo! <laughs> I know, right? It's just like, uh, in, in today's moment of performative wokeness, we yeah. have Nancy Pelosi wearing a dashiki. Here comes <laughs> like, Nancy Pelosi to talk to us about insider trading. Um, I, <laughs> 100%. Anyway. Yeah, let's not. And that's the burp of the episode. Um, so we have our top two Jinx and Raja lip sync to a Lizzo song. What'd you think? I thought it was a bad song choice for those yeah. two performers. Like terrible song they choice. They should for them. have changed Broadway. it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Had Give them a Broadway song. Else. Yeah. I don't think people's critiques of Raja were, uh, great because a lot of them were like she's giving charlie hides and i'm like uh-huh. first off charlie hides like barely moved raja's like doing stuff and she has the facial expressions she's like trying to do something she's Which trying I think great no but i think the song was wrong for the artist mm-hmm. and i feel like when it comes to like drag race yeah sure like choose something that you don't know if they can pull off because you don't know what their abilities are but the producers know what the abilities of these queens are. Like, please tailor the songs to them a little bit better. 100%. Yeah. Because they have a big song list. I don't know. Come yeah. on. I mean, Help something. them out. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, was, it, was, it was weird. Jinx did make it comedic and funny. She made me laugh a couple times. Yeah. Um, she clearly won, I would say. Yeah, yeah. she's a clear winner. I love Raja, but yeah, I, I guess it's I, I I'm I'm still waiting to be proven wrong. But right now, I think I just don't think Raja's the world's most prolific lip syncer, and that's fine. I mean, had she be given something like something out of erotica, <laughs> like yes. an album? She's very like slow, seductive kind of performer. She likes a slow moving kind of thing. Like I've seen her perform. She she's in her element in like a a more you know. Yeah. Down, down tempo, slow burn kind of song. Yes. When she did Straight Up, she did Paula Abdul Straight Up on season three. Yeah. Her and Carmen Carrera. Mm-hmm. I thought she murdered that performance. She did. She was also like a lot younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. as I'm becoming 30, all my bones are falling apart. So Absolutely. I can imagine what it'd be like to compete at almost 50 uh, and how to do like a a hundred bouncy song like that. Lizzo song like <laughs> yeah. ah! I know I'm like ah even now oh. I'm like do I have the knees for that probably not let me probably take my not. osteoporosis medicine <laughs> oh my god you know you need that boniva free boniva. boniva my ortho whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> and just Miss Jinx wins and she decides to plunge the Vivian. Did no you surprise. think? No surprise. That's her comedy sister. She's mad about it. She doesn't want to see it. I mean, the Vivian made the point to call out the fact that she was going to block Jinx had she had the chance. And it's I like know. nobody wanted, nobody made you say that. Yeah. Nobody forced you to say that. You said that out of your own free will. You can't be surprised that you got blocked. Yeah, I wonder. I don't still, I, you know, the strategy is still unfolding, right? Is Did she hope saying that would endear her to her? Like, girl, I love you so much. I'm, I'm intimidated by you. Like, yeah. did she think that would endear her to her or not? I, it clearly didn't work if that was the goal. Yeah, it's hard to say. I think for the stars that they get to give away, I mm. had two theories. <gasps> yes. Okay, so my one theory is like, okay, 
one of them might give it to Evie because Evie doesn't have any stars yet. Mm-hmm. But what if both of them give it to Evie because she doesn't have any stars yet and then Evie has two stars? Would that be a possibility? If they yeah. were, let's take the safe choice, let's even the playing field and give a star to Evie, but then they both choose to give the star That would be curious to see if they do it too. publicly or not, right? Yeah. Like, what if that was the case? That would be That great. would be a gag. Two, what if Jinx gives a star to the Vivian? Interesting to say she'd be like, like a blocker and then just like a psych, here's a star. Psych, here's a star. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Because that would everyone, be mind games. Everyone has a star now except Evie. Is yeah. that correct? Yes. Okay. So I think it's safe to say Evie will get one because it's just smart strategy, like you're yeah. saying, to give it to someone who's not in the lead. But yes, inevitably, someone is going to get their second star. Yeah. Well, Jinx has two stars now, right? Yeah, Jinx has two stars. That's correct. So He's someone else one. is about to get their second. Unless they both give it to Evie. Like, would that be a possibility that she gets uh, Yeah, I'm not sure stars? if would it's they a public thing or not. If it's, yeah, if it's in the public eye, no. If they get to say, I'm saying it out loud. But if it's like a survivor vote in a box situation, then who knows, you know, they could, you can't confer with who you're doing that to. If you have to pick another not as strong queen this season to give it to, who would you then strategically give it to if you're not going to give it to Evie? <sighs> hmm. That's a hard one because they're so strong. They're really strong. I. Um, it's like I almost wanted to say Jada, but then I'm like, Jada's incredible, you know? Yeah, I... And don't kill me for this, people, because I'm a huge, huge fan of hers. But maybe Shay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because she looks beautiful and she's been doing well the challenges, but she hasn't been blowing it out of the park as much as some of the other contestants. So she yeah. almost seems to be fading back a little bit, but not fading back because she's beautiful and she's Shay and everybody loves her. But it's like she's yes. not getting as much attention. So far, totally. in my opinion. So totally. she might be a safer option to give it to yeah, maybe even Monet. Like, but yeah, again, I was thinking Monet also. Incredible. She's incredible. But like, she's, you know, she's right on that bubble of, you know, giving those A's when sometimes people are going A plus plus plus. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I mean, Jada has been doing incredible. So I'm not worried about her. Her really. runways are, like I said, favorite cumulative runway score. Gotta go with Jada. She's been killing it. I just, I, I'm in love with her. She's so just She's incredible. adorable and funny and, and charismatic sweet and sincere and mm-hmm. oh, she's great creme i guess that's brings us to the end remind us where we can support you on instagram venmo etc yes at creme fatale on instagram tiktok venmo at fatale underscore creme on twitter um yes. if you want to tell twitter to give me my account back that'd be great uh, That'd be great. You can support me. <laughs> Amazing. Follow, look at all the looks and gags Krem is serving. And um, if you like uh, other internet accounts, follow Drag Her Podcast on Instagram and give us five stars on the Apple Podcast, Spotify. Give us those five stars. Write some funny words. Uh, we'll read them live on the pod. They help us keep the lights on. So go do that. Go support gay stupidity, please. Um, that's all the time we have, Krem. Krem, you're fucking amazing. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. I love being able to 
talk about the episodes. You were, I hope in, none of you get mad at me. You know, you do and, comment. And if anybody. they do, guess <laughs> what? Guess what, divas? <laughs> guess what, you stupid little fucks? <laughs> We've been through worse pain than this, so this too shall pass. <laughs> I'm fat. You can't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, let the music play. <laughs> oh, that got me good. <laughs> that was a HeadGum original.